TJ Taylor said, there is no I in team, but there are two I's in motivation. Germany Kent said, if you want more hope for your future, go help someone else and have more hope for their future. Jeanette Perron said, get up, get out, and go get it done. Welcome to Make Shit Happen. Our guest today is Marcus Bowers, or AKA Marcus Bowers TV. He's the most awesomest guy that graduated from University of Houston downtown. He was once on the magazine cover of University of Houston downtown. He said he's only, you know, he proclaims himself, proclaims himself that he's the one of the best alums ever graduated from UHD, University of Houston this downtown. Is this is true. This is true statement. And, and according to him, he's the most awesomest guy that ever walked on the face of earth. Handsomest. Handsomest. There we go. Handsomest. Right. You, gotta, right. you know what I'm saying? Zoom in. Right? You see it. He said, he, said, he said, Dwayne Johnson who? <laughs> I'm better than him and better than Kevin Hart. For sure. For sure. Right? So, so what's up, man? Thank you for coming. Thank you. So man. you are the other half of She's Happy Here. Yes. Actually, we got, uh, I am the other half, but it's a lot other halves that makes this thing go. It's more than just two people, but yeah. I yeah. But you're piece. the one who started the other half was started. Yeah. And, you know, Warren was on my show, uh, you know, earlier when I first started uh, the podcast. And he said that you were the one who called him and said, hey, man, you know, we can sell some hair. For sure, man. For sure, <laughs> man. You know, once you actually uh, start selling stuff, like we used to sell a bottle of water uh-huh. uh, uh, to, to hot people in, in, in Houston, uh, in the city of Houston. So if you was hot in the city of Houston and we was at that event, we had a bottle of water for sale. Me and Warren. You really? know, so before we sold uh, bundles and everything else and provided great customer service, we sold bottles of water, bottles of uh, water. to the people. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So uh, tell me, tell me something. You know, y'all started the She's Happy here. Yeah. Give us a little. You know, for people who have not, who didn't listen to Warren's uh, thing, yeah, tell so, us how did it all start, brother? So, so it's pretty easy, man. So um, of course we started with eight hundred dollars. Uh, from eight hundred dollars uh, back in twenty twelve to today, we got over eighty million dollars in sales today. Wow. Uh, so uh, we started with uh, with no business loan, uh, never took out a business loan, um, and we just grew it from 800 and to And y'all were selling it from the from your trunk? Trunk of the cars, man. Trunk I had a 2004 car. Lincoln Town car driving around the city. He had an older Lincoln Town car. He driving around the city, and we was just meeting people in different parking lots and spaces and, and coming to your house if we had to. But the thing is in business is that a lot of people want to jump into overhead. Mm -hmm. They immediately want... Uh, a location, a spot to spend all their money on that, yeah. they're, that they're getting. And you want to spend all the profit back at, on your lease, on your rent. When uh, we, we thugged it out from the beginning strictly from the trunk of the car. And uh, once we built a, a nice little customer base, then we went to uh, getting the address. Yeah. We went to the 2600 buildings right there in, uh, in the heart of Houston, Texas, by Chacho's. Yeah. Uh, right behind Chacho's. On, on, on all those box of property. Yeah, all those box of property uh, buildings. And we was on the fourth floor. You know what I'm saying? Had a little small suite, no windows, no nothing. But a long-ass line down the hallway full of customers wanting to come get our product. And so... Didn't did the office building people say, who, who are all these people? All the time, man. All the time. We was the where most popular people. Where are all these people. black women coming yeah, over? Yeah, we were the most popular people in the building, bro, because nobody had that type of traffic. So I, I want to ask you this, okay? So all these women right there, and, you know, women sometimes, if they're standing and they're waiting and they get impatient, you know, they can pop up really quick, you know? Yeah. And you're in the office building. I mean, y'all weren't worried about loud people. Nah, man, nah. Because how many you know, how many times women popped up, man? Tell me the truth. Uh, women pop up all the time. Customers pop up all the time, and they leave happy. You know, uh, so if you pop up or pop in, you gonna leave happy. And so, no matter how long the line was, we get them in and out, and uh, make sure that they come back at some point in time. But the the biggest thing is when you have uh, a hustling mentality, and you are hustling from the trunk of the car. You can only hustle from the trunk of the car for so long. Yeah. After you, you met everybody in every parking lot, after so long, you got so many customers, you can't just drive around the city. Yeah. Now you got to sit still and let them come to you. You know, and so that's what we ended up doing. We sat still, got that address, uh, that 2600 building, and told the customers, hey, we're not coming to you anymore. Come to us. And yes, that was the game changer. So how many locations y'all have right now? Uh, seven. We've had a total of nine. Nine. Yeah, we had uh, stores in Alabama and Oklahoma City. When you jump into any business or any industry, you're going to recognize that the same amount of work that you put in one city, uh, anything you do in one city, you can do in another. But the amount of work you put into like an Alabama or Oklahoma, the return's not going to be the same. 
which is why we don't focus on those small cities. Why? We go to the bigger cities because yeah. of the economy. You need uh, a city with a sports team, uh, an economy, uh, oil and gas, maybe. You know, you need uh, universities. And if you get in a city that don't have none of those things, then there's no money moving around. Where you want to make sure the the women are going out. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Social steam. All that. You know what I'm saying? All that matters. Because you know? if it's, if there's a social scene, they'll do their hair. So yeah, even on the social scene, though, being in the furniture business, right? Even if you were in one of those cities I just named, you could do the same amount of work that you were doing in Houston, Texas, and not get the same return in one same. of those other cities. So yeah. it's not even just about it's the economy; it's everything. But but yeah. but then but then let me ask you: the overhead might be low in in smaller cities. Super low, super low. But again, the overhead's low, but your return is less. Is less. Got but it. you still got to do because the work. there's only so many people with so much disposable income. You still got to do the work. You still, still got to do, do the work. work. So yeah. you'd rather do the work if you're gonna do the work. You'd rather I'm do another big stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna do it in Atlanta. I'm gonna do it in LA. I'm gonna do it in next time. So 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 in Atlanta, y'all opened up in Atlanta. Y'all from Houston, right? Houston. So how did you and Warren meet? Um, so I got kicked out of Houston Independent School District. You know, a lot of people don't know my history. I like telling people why tell I'm us. from, well, tell us. who I am. I grew up off Martin Luther King Boulevard. You know what I'm saying? South Park. Uh, I survived Martin Luther King Boulevard, and uh, after surviving Martin Luther King Boulevard my senior year, I ended up getting kicked out of HIZ for fighting so much. You know, so I never gang bang, never done a lot of things that a lot of my peers was doing. But when you grow up in that environment, you gotta you gotta protect yourself. You know, so I had to protect and serve myself before I protected and served the community when I went to the Navy. So I got kicked out of HIZ, ended up going to Willow Ridge. Uh, went to the Ridge, you know, one of the most dominating high school basketball teams in the country at that time. They had like TJ Ford, Daniel Ewan. It was a lot of hype at the school. And I was just a new kid there that nobody knew. Uh, and I kept it that way because I wanted to graduate and do something with my life. And so at that school, I saw and noticed Warren in the hallway. Didn't know him, never said anything to him. I just remember seeing this guy at Willow Ridge when I got to that new school. Fast forward, I graduated from Willow Ridge, uh, 2001. Went and joined the U.S. Navy, and when I was in sunny San Diego, uh, I ran into Warren. You know, uh, I met this guy named Speedy. Shout out to Speedy. He's a 49ers fan. Uh, I ran into Speedy, who I became really, really close friends with. my brother, and then Warren was his brother. And then we all kind of connected from there. Oh, like, I remember you. He was like, I remember you. And so we just kind of stayed cool and became brothers at that and moment. So, so then y'all did the, uh, you know, the Navy thing. And then what happened after Navy? Man, we did the Navy thing, you know, came back home. Uh, I think Warren came back, uh, you know, started working uh, at the juvenile det detention center. And then later became a firefighter. For me, I worked everywhere, man. I, 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 um, I worked at the city of Houston. I used to make $11 an hour at the uh water plant uh, right there off uh, Clinton on the east side yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I-10 and I worked there for about a year you know and then actually about six seven months uh, after that six or seven months I started seeing the guys that used to leave work a little cleaner than me you know you ever had a job sound where you show up to work and when you leave you dirty but then everybody else like still clean and so those people that are clean are the coffee cup holders. You know what I'm saying? They got the coffee in their hand, and they tell you what to do and shit. And so this particular guy I seen at, at the city of Houston plant, he wasn't a coffee cup holder, but he had his own truck. He had a company truck. Uh, and so while he was sitting in the truck, and me and the guys that I was working with was out there getting dirty, I just noticed that his job looked a little better than mine. So I went knocking on the window. Like, hey, man, what you do? He told me, he was like, man, I'm an electrician. And so that night, uh, I went and registered at ACC to become an electrician. Uh, became an electrician, uh, and after being an electrician, I did the same thing. I saw the people around me and noticed that this guy who looks like an electrician, but he's not an electrician, he's doing something else. He looked like he had a little bit more fun than me. Went and trapped him in the corner one day. I was like, hey, bro, what you do? He was like, I'm an AC technician. And so if you know anything about electricity, it's levels to uh, electrical uh, currents and Journey DC man, yeah. and everything, you know, so you got electricity, electricians, then you got AC technician. When he told me that he was an AC technician, guess what I did? I went back to ACC and went and registered to become an AC technician. I became an AC technician. Uh, after being an AC technician for so long, uh, I started getting better, started getting better. Uh, I ended up losing my first job as an AC technician because I got fired because of my tattoos. Uh, when I was working as an AZ technician, I used to go to those houses in River Oaks, the really big houses that have air handling units, not uh, commercial AC units and things like that, air handling units. They didn't want me in the house. You know, I've been having these tattoos since 12th grade, you know, yeah. so uh, then I got fired. Got fired from that job, and from there, I started diving into air conditioning because I loved it. I became a refrigeration tech. 
Uh, I worked with Heritage Services uh, for about a year and a half, two years. Uh, I was even a security guard right after the Navy too. And right after that, working with Heritage Services, uh, after being an air conditioning technician, I decided I want more. I want a little bit more. So I went back to HTC. Keep in mind, I kept going back to school because the Navy was paying for it. For paying, right? Yeah, so I went back to HTC and I became an engineer. So I pursued instrumentation engineering, which is, I'm pretty sure that this isn't a unit at the, on top of the roof. It might be an air handling unit or something like that where the water is cooling the room or the space and not uh, air. So that's the difference between you know uh, AC unit versus the air handling unit. So as an instrumentation technician, you get a chance to learn everything you need to know about building engineering. Mm -hmm. I got a job at the University of Houston downtown. I uh, worked there for five years. Five years at the University of Houston downtown uh, as an uh, engineer. Life was great. Life was good. Uh, after so long, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be stuck like the rest of these guys here. You know, uh, bringing my lunch to work every day. You know, uh, comfortable staying in the same place for 20, 30 years, retiring like they used to teach us to, you know, go get a job and stick there. You know what I'm saying? Hang yeah, out. Hang for out. 20, 30 years, you know. So I decided, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I also decided that I'm going to trap another coffee cup holder in the office and ask them what they do. You know, because every day I would show up to U of H, you got people handing you uh Work requests, you know, hey, go knock this out, go knock that out. I'm like, well, what'd you do? You know what I'm saying? I want to be the person sliding the, the work assignment sit aside. And so as I started talking to the people that was over me, they all kept telling me the same thing. It's like, go to, go to college, get a, a bachelor's degree. You know, go to college, get a four-year degree. Mm -hmm. uh, go to college for this, go to college for that. And so uh, I did. I went back to uh, uh, college, went back and got my, my bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. But this time, instead of me going to get a degree in something that required me to get a job, I got a degree in business. Uh -huh. Yeah, and that was, that was the game changer for me, man. And so let me ask you a question. So, so you kept going back to college, and nowadays, you know, like uh, the younger generation, how old are you, Warren? I mean, uh, uh, Marcus, yeah. how old are you? I'm 37. 37. Yeah. So the, the kids that are coming out today, right, they, they're like, man, fuck college. I don't want to go to college. Yeah, I can man. make it. I'm going to be a millionaire without going to college. You can't, bro. You can't. You what can't, do you think? You can't make it without college because... And I'm, I'm going to rephrase that. You can make it without college. You can't make it without education. Yeah. That's the difference. You can make it without college. You don't have to be on a college campus to get better. But a college campus is going to strategically teach you the process of getting better. If you don't spend time on a college campus or if you don't have the juice within you, then you're not going to be educated on whatever it is you want to educate yourself on. Because you need a professor to make you a professional in whatever it is you're going to school for. You can't just become a professional at something without a professor or a mentor or a teacher. And so a lot of people think that they can skip the process, and you can't. And the people that do skip the process, they can't read out loud. You know, your, their resumes are trash, you know, and, and they are stuck, you know. And at the same time, it's a lot of people that sell hair, but not like us. But there's, like, you know, nowadays, you know, we're in the social media age, and, you know, everybody, have, you know, you see these memes and everything. Oh, man, I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm, I'm a CEO, and yeah. I'm going to do this, this, that. I'm going to become a billionaire. I'm going to become a billionaire. I don't want to be no CEO. I never wanted to be the CEO. But, 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 you, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and the younger kids are like, I don't need to go to school. You do. I don't need to go to school to become, to become rich. And then they take these 5, 6, 10, 20 people. Yeah. That are the anomaly, yeah, right? Bill Gates, and Mark like, Zuckerberg. He made and it. Yeah, but they, they, their parents got the juice. A lot of us that think that we can make it, our parents didn't have the juice. Our yeah. parents wasn't pouring juice in us for 18 years. Bill Gates probably got juice poured in him for 18 years. You know, so if you've been somewhere where you wasn't getting no juice poured in yeah. you, you got to go get some juice. Like Michael Dell, his parents were doctors. You got to go get some juice, right? Yeah. My parents did My parents are not a doctor. My dad probably still a crackhead somewhere. My mom never graduated high school, didn't finish the ninth grade. But what she did teach me was that education was important. I wasn't on campus learning all the time. Sometimes I was at home. My mom was writing up assignments and giving us assignments to do at home as if she was the teacher. You know, so that kind of been instilled in me since the beginning. And I just know that without education, you're going to stay the same or you're going to stay where you're at. Again, I brought up the fact that we sell hair and everybody on my team, uh, we're all educated. Well, a lot of us got degrees and we're still constantly learning, which is why we're number one in America when it comes to selling hair. Another thing is that people that think that you can skip the process, you can't skip the process. You can give yourself a title. You can be an entrepreneur. 
You can be a CEO, but you're not going to be the best without the proper education. And when I said that I don't want to be the CEO, I mean like I don't ever want to be the CEO of any company. Uh, I just want to be the founder. I'm be the founder of a lot of different brands, a lot of different companies. Right now, I make money with outside of She's Happy Hair. You know what I'm saying? People just know She's Happy Hair, which is cool, but understand that I'm going to be rich forever. You know what I'm saying? So it's not about the hair. Yeah. It's what's right here. What's right there. You know what and, 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 you know, let me ask you, like, so so a lot of people, like, always, and see, being a CEO doesn't mean anything. No, you, can be a, you can be a CEO of a t-shirt company and you made five t-shirts yeah. and yeah. that doesn't mean you anything. You're in charge, though. You're in charge of those five shirts. <laughs> you're in charge of <laughs> You still got to sell them. <laughs> you know, a lot of, and, and, you know, that's one thing that, I, that, uh, that, you know, I admire your hustle and, you know, I learned from Warren's story and I think you had told me before, when I went to your, when you used to have the radio show, and yeah. I went over there, selling it from the, you know, from the trunk of the car. Man, I, listen, I, I have, I'm, I have this hustle instilled in me. When, you know, when, when business was, was slow, I'm not lying to you. I'm selling masks. Yeah. I mean, Angel can, can vouch on to you, man. I turned around and sold masks to people, okay? And my, I'm, I'm like, and like, he was like, What's going on? I'll make 200 bucks over here. Make 100 over yeah, here. 100 video over yeah, here. 100 over here. You know why I didn't sell masks, sir? Yeah. So remember I told you, uh, you know, when before the coronavirus hit, uh, my suppliers overseas in India, China, Africa, everybody was telling me things that could be coming to the U.S. Yeah. And one of my suppliers reached out to me on WhatsApp and was like, hey, you know, this coronavirus thing is taking place, COVID-19, uh, it's really going to kill a lot of people, it's going to affect a lot of people. Um, do you want us to send you some masks? And at the time, you know, we didn't know the importance yeah. of masks. We're like, no, nah, we don't need no fucking mask over here. Nobody need no masks. And so as time went on, you start seeing the news and everybody like, we're out of masks. We can't find any. So I reached back out to that same supplier like, hey, you know, I'll take you up on that offer. You know what I'm saying? And uh, she responded with like, with a, a price list. And in my mind, I was like, how can you tell me that you care about me like I would care about my suppliers or mm -hmm. my vendors or my community or my customer and, and and know that if we don't get these items, we could die and then try to charge me for it. Yeah. And so when I saw the invoice or the, the price list, I responded like, hey, um, you know, if, if if I could save your life, I wouldn't charge you for it. That was yeah. my response to her. Yeah. And so she responded with, okay, the, the mask on the way. You know, because we have a relationship. And so, so, like, so at our store, like at our business, we are not selling masks. Like matter of fact, uh, we just made a whole bunch of fabric masks. We're just giving it to the customer. That's it. Right? When I say I was selling the mask, I was selling it to people who are selling it to their yeah, yeah, giving yeah, it for sure. their Because it's a market for it. It's and a market I see, for it. I see a lot of people selling masks and winning with it. I'm yeah. just saying... My mental. You can't sell it to your customers. Yeah, I think it is, becomes a different. It becomes a different. Which is why yeah. right now when you show up to a she's happy here curbside, you get, uh, it to, you get a free mask. Yeah, every customer before we even correspond with you, you get a free mask. But yeah. we was doing that before everybody else. We yeah. was doing that back, you know, a month ago, two months ago. Yeah. That's why we, we so started. We started doing it. Yeah, now. we started doing it about about a month, I guess, uh, in April. But if, uh, you know, when we because we were open, we were essential. You know, we, we were lucky to be For one sure. of the essential businesses. And so so when we, in April, we started, you know, giving these masks to the customer. Hey, you want to come in and come with us? And, you know, lately, because, you know, this COVID-19 has become such a political war warfare. Yeah. You know, everybody's like, are you on the left? Are you on the right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. if you're wearing you a mask. You want to close, yeah. you want to wear a mask, yeah. not wear a mask. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I'm like, whatever it is. We, we still give it to a customer comes in. Like, hey, listen. And it's marketing, man. Well, that, this is. sit on, on the so, counter so for a while this, right there. I, I, made, you know I made this one, right, <laughs> with, the, with the exclusive. But, but like, when the customer comes in, we give them the three-ply mask and be like, hey, listen. At the, at the end of the day, Sam, if I see you floating in the water yeah. and you're drowning, and you're like, hey, throw me a lifeguard. Uh, 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 I'm not going to ask you for money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not going to be like, hey, I'm going to throw it in the water. But before I do, I need that PayPal email so I can send an invoice <laughs> yeah. to save you. you so know, exactly. So, I, so I'm, I, we, we, give, we give it a mask. And, and we, honestly, man, I, I was surprised that this weekend we had some, you know, backlash. Customer like, you're not going to make a healthy customer wear a mask. Like, we are offering it to you. We are not making you. We're offering it to you that, hey, you want to wear it. It's just like when you jump in the sea or in the ocean, right? You don't want to wear a life vest. No problem. And every customer is not your customer. Right. You know, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Yeah. If you don't want to wear a mask, cool. You know don't what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. You know, you can order online, man. We can shoot it out to you. Yeah. We can curbside. Even right now, we got it to where 
Um, but you don't even have to talk to us. You know, you can actually log into she'shappyhair.com where we finance as well. Uh, I, I like to throw that in there because yeah. that's some historical stuff. For sure. Like financing hair. Um, so you go on, online and instead of shipping it to your doorstep, you can click curbside and actually pull up to the store and receive and the, the curbside. Hey, yeah. so Marcus, let me ask you a question. This pandemic, I mean, you know, it changed our lives, right? It did. We, we never thought we never thought we'll be living in a, in a in a society like this or these times. If someone would have told me this, Two years ago, I would have said, man, you're out of your damn mind, yeah, right? Yeah, right? You're like, okay, we, we can't hug each other. We can't do this. No, I'm not going to do that. But So that's what we're doing now, right? And and y'all are way ahead of the of the circle. But what did it do to your online sales? Because y'all got shut down yeah. for a while, right? Because, yeah. But so what did it do to your online We actually tried to open up, too. So we got, I'm going to tell you that real quick. Tell yeah. me, tell me the When the stuff. city of Houston started shutting down, we were still open. Okay. Because essential is what you think is essential. Essential is your perception, uh, your perspective. And so even though the mayor and everybody was like, essential businesses only, grocery stores, blah, 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 whatever, I was like, yeah, and she's happy. You know, so, so we was open. And so we were open for a little while, and then after so many days, we started seeing the news and watching Hidalgo, the judge, and, and looking at Mayor Turner to get up there and say, you know, essential business only. And they, then they started coming out with the list yes, of businesses. Yes. And so uh, instead of bucking the system, uh, especially disrespecting Mayor Turner, we, we went ahead and shut it down on our own. Nobody came and shut us down, right? We shut it down on our own days after everybody else was already dark. Um, and, and so we did that because, uh, again, we didn't want to disrespect the mayor. That's who I voted for. I will vote for him again. I can't wait till he run for president. Also, he gave us uh, October 1st, his She's Happy Hair Day, right here in the city of Houston. Mm. So uh, we got the proclamation just last year. And again, you know, you don't want to butt the system. You want to go with the system, right? So again, we, we started going with the system. We shut down. And after shutting down, we were shut down for a little while, Sam. And then, you know, my whole team, we're in tune. We're watching the news and we're informed. A lot of people that's going through this coronavirus with us don't be as informed as, as you should be. You know, your life is on the line, so you should watch these press conferences. Your life is on the line, so you should be in tune with the stats mm -hmm. on what's happening city to city, state to state. And so knowing that, we, we recognize that this stimulus package is about to come. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be closed. When the stimulus packages are given to the people, you know, when the furniture stores will take all the money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You got the, the hey, all the furniture stores are open, the grocery stores open, the Amazon open, Instacart was open. I'm like, hey, you know, she's happy. I got to open. And so we bucked the system, man. We was like, hey, man, we finna open, man, because they said these checks hit in two days, and we want to get a part of that, right? It's a trillion dollars, bro. Yeah. That was dumped into the economy, and if you was closed, you didn't get a piece of that. And so we, we couldn't go through that. So we, we, we opened up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We opened up. They came shut us down real quick, man. So you ready? So what do you think about the second stimulus check coming? Uh, well, I'm glad we opened. You know, I, I think. But are you, are, you, are you for it or are you against it? As far as the, the money side, everybody should be paid for what they're going through in life. Whatever you're going through in life, you should be paid for. Uh, if you don't like your pay, do something different. Right, and so we're all going through the coronavirus. It was shut. Every the whole world shut. So yeah, down. let me let me let me stop you right here. I'm gonna do a two-faced question. Okay. What do you think about the $1,200 stimulus second one coming in? Are you for it or are you against it? I'm for every stimulus package that the government can scrape up and give to the people because they've ruined and changed a lot of lives. Now I get that the coronavirus came and hit and took place. At the same time, so you afford the, the twelve hundred or the twenty four hundred as a couple. Yes, the economy right. is different. Now, now what, what about what about even because a part of the stimulus package is also you know giving people who don't have a job who are now spinning the system. Do you have any employees who are not coming back I'm to not, work, bro? I mean, you know what? So I, what do you I, think I, about that unemployment? Sam, Sam, they're not getting it. My team is on it. You can't you can't tell me that you're not going to come to work and then apply for unemployment. Unemployment. Yeah, no. So are you are you for it against it? Back. I'm, I'm for whatever keeps the people from... Are you for people staying home and getting money because when you're telling them to come back or you're getting... No, no, no. You, you should come back to work. If we're open, you should come back to come work. Back now, to work. now, this is different now than it was a month ago. Forget about a month ago. No, when you, you, can't, closed, you, can't, you can't forget about no, a month ago. No, because if you're closed, if you're closed, they should get unemployment. Yes, but a month ago, people were dying just like they're dying now. Mm. And so a month ago, people was like, yeah, people dying, but they ain't got no food in the house. And so you got to make a decision on how much food don't you have in the house. You got enough 
uh, empty spaces or cabinets to go out here and risk your life, you know, or if you don't have that, if you got some noodles and some cereal milk on the on the refrigerator uh, top, top of the refrigerator, then you probably don't have to go out there and be, be a frontline worker, mm. you know, but if you do, I understand. If you don't, I understand too. And so that's where I was at. It was like, I would not want to be the person to have to make that decision on whether or not I'm going to go out here and risk my life for a dollar or two or ten dollars an hour or whatever dollars an hour versus sit at home safely broke. You know, so luckily I went to school, so I don't have to make those this type of decisions. You know? All right. So, 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 so you know what, man? The second stimulus might be coming. Y'all are open. Hopefully, y'all rock it out. So you have a store in Walmart, too? Yes. In Atlanta? Yes. So because Walmart was Hold on, hold on. Before we go to Walmart, the stimulus check, man, Amazon. Yeah. Trey in there, man. He's on the way. That's I, I not the type of conversations I'm used to having. What do you mean? He's about to be a trillionaire. He's about to be a trillion. Yeah, he made a couple billion dollars, almost 20 to 30 billion dollars since the coronavirus started. Really? Yes. And I just think that's important for people to know that's about to start businesses. I understand that you don't need to be out here thinking about the physical all the time. It's a lot of money being made online. Big time. I just wanted to share that. Hey, you know what? So, so let me ask you a question. What, what do you think about, uh, we talk about Amazon, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to talk to you uh, about your uh, Walmart store, but what, how, 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 how strongly do you feel about shop local, support local, and buy local? Um, because I'm global-minded. Yeah, I love no, well, but I, I understand. Yeah, I, but, I, I mean, but, but I mean, you just said Amazon is about to become a trillionaire. Yes. But, but, but you got a lot of people in your community going out of business. True, true. Do it. You know, you can either sit outside the game and watch people play, or you can jump in. You know, America is a big piece of a big pie. Yeah. If you want a slice of that pie, go get it. You know, if you're online making money, then you're making some of Amazon's pie. If you're not online making money, then Amazon's well, getting the rest of it. We understand, but, 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 how, but what, what do you feel about shop local and support local? I think it's important. So I have a store in Detroit, Michigan. In Detroit, uh, the economy is totally different from the rest of the U.S. In Detroit, there's a factory-based uh, society, community, economy. Uh, once those factories left, because they raised the, 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 the prices of the mm -hmm. taxes on those factories, they mm -hmm. left and went overseas. They left the people there with no money. There's no uh, stores there. The economy is not what it normally would be in a big major city in the U.S. Yeah. Now, what happened was all the money that was coming from General Motors, all those factories, are overseas now. Now, that money's being poured into that country. So, yeah, you definitely want to shop local to make sure that you take care of your community. But at the same time, you also got to have a global mindset because if you only stay local, you only go go have local. Well, ideas. yeah, for as an entrepreneur, but as a consumer, I mean, you know, I think I think shop local, support local is a big thing because you don't want com in your community empty stores and empty, you know, because that brings your community your value down. For so, sure. So I'm big on that shop local, support local deal. But yes, everybody should have a global mindset. You know, an entrepreneurial mindset, and if you if you have a business and you're not online, man. But with, with right now, with, with the with the, the way the government is set up, the factories have to go abroad because they save so much money in taxes and labor uh, costs and all those different EPA things. EPA costs, yeah, so I mean, like, just yeah everything, right? Money. So now Donald Trump has to do something in office while he's there uh, and kind of change that, you know, and make it to where those factory jobs will come back and provide those opportunities to the people to even have the money to shop local. You know, some of our uh, citizen states in America don't even have the money to shop local. Virginia, they were full of, like, coal miners. You know what I'm saying? That was coal miners. That was their economy. And then Detroit, you got the General Motors, you know, uh, Chrysler and all those other things. Yeah. If there's no money locally, there's no money circulating locally to even shop local. Yeah, that is true. So, so here, since you said all that, what do you, how do you feel about this trade war with China? I think it's needed, man. I, you know, right now, uh, everything's made in China. Hey, if you can grab whatever you got in here, bro, you can grab the little penguin right there. Yeah. It'll probably say made in China. <laughs> you can probably grab that make shit happen sign. it probably say made, made in, China. in China. And so knowing that everything's made in China is only that way because we allowed it. We allowed you know, it for uh, too long. For too long. But that was only because... The labor cost, the labor cost, the factory cost, the EPA, everything that you just said is why all of our jobs are over there now. And they're not coming back because it's a billion people over there, bro. They need the jobs. You know what I'm saying? But you know, man, I, I, I got to give, I got to give it up. I mean, you know, he, I mean, I mean, China is, is a little, they got a big setback, you know. Uh, let's go to your store in, uh, uh, she's happy here in Atlanta and Walmart. Yeah. So since Walmart never closed, your store should have been open, right? What was open? 
it should have been open the entire time throughout the pandemic. Uh, we, I'm happy to say that we were the last hair store in America to uh, to be open uh, during the coronavirus. But they did come and shut us down. Uh, Why? We got, you were in Walmart. We were inside of Walmart, and that's still a question up in the air. We decided not to, you know, uh, get loud and proud and raise too much fuss about it because it was a pandemic, and we didn't want the people to think that we're putting the money before the people. But at the same time, we got rights and values, and we have an understanding. Mm -hmm. And so the point is. Being inside of Walmart, uh, having a She's Happy Hair location inside of Walmart, we should have never closed down as long as Walmart was open. So in Atlanta, I get all the other stores across the U.S. shut them down because it's a pandemic. Mm -hmm. But if Walmart is essential and we're inside of Walmart, we should have been able to stay open. Mm -hmm. And my examples that I was giving is Walmart's customers walk through the same doors to go to work that my team walks through. Walmart's customers and, and team members, they, they walk through the same doors uh, and use the same electricity. They walk through the same doors, use the same electricity, and breathe the same air exactly. that my team was breathing. And they specifically walked by all those Walmart customers and all those Walmart uh, employees and team members and came and shut my store down, which was located inside of Walmart. And we just shut it down. We closed it down, and that's when you started seeing it right after um, the, uh, the Georgia governor having a couple words saying that he was going to open or close the uh, hair salons and nail salons and open up early. And, you know, then they had Black Week. When they was talking about how all the black people dying during the coronavirus and the numbers are high and it's affecting our community more than others. And then right after that, Black Week came, everybody started going on the news saying we about to reopen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was just shocking to see that they were saying, like, it's killing black people uh, at the rate that it was. And then next, you know, two, three days later, like, well, we about to reopen. You know, and so me saying that, I just kind of understood that, you know, it's not about the health of the American people as much as they, as, as much as I would like, but they're putting the money first. And I just didn't want to have that mindset and raise a fuss uh, about, about what we that. went through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how important do you think economy is in this whole thing that's going on, the money? Very important, bro. The money makes the world go around. You uh -huh. know, I think, you know, right now, if you understand what's happening in the, in the world, then you wouldn't be spending money the way that you used to. Uh, because we went through this back in uh, 1918, you know, they had the Spanish flu. Uh, Spanish flu came and wiped out hundreds of thousands of people around the world. Right after the Spanish flu, the Great Depression happened. History repeats itself. This was just 100 years ago. And so I've done my research on the, the Spanish flu and I've seen what happened then, so I'm more prepared now than what they were and what most people are that's not even doing their history or knowing their history or doing their research. Um, after the Spanish flu took place, the Great Depression was from 1920 to 1929. It wasn't like a year or two. You know what I'm saying? It was a long extended period. And I, I just think that that's what we're going through. That's what we're in. And uh, I'm more prepared than ever. So uh, the Spanish flu, how long did that last since you did your history? Um, uh, in two years. Two years. years. Yeah, just two so years. So how long do you think Corona will last? Forever, bro. Yeah, the coronavirus, the Spanish flu, um, the difference between the Spanish flu and the coronavirus is that the coronavirus is more contagious. So the coronavirus is everywhere. We're not even getting tested. You know, we're testing, only 5% of the American population has been tested. You know, so those numbers that we're seeing are not the accurate numbers. Nobody's tested. You checking in your office. People ain't being tested. You know what I'm saying? So whatever numbers you're seeing on the news. But the problem is if you don't have the symptoms and you get tested, you, you get tested, all of a sudden, you can be the next day. You can be vulnerable to to the disease again. I'm not saying I'm for testing everybody. I'm just saying it ain't going nowhere. It's here. We got to be prepared. Yeah. When I was in China and overseas, they've been wearing masks forever. I've been in China. I went to China five years ago. My first time in China, they had masks on. I was walking around like, why the fuck do they got masks on? And they've been living this lifestyle that we're just getting accustomed to, mm -hmm. and so we just got to get used to it. So, so let, let's let's talk about let me talk about your mindset in business. You said you're much more prepared for it, and so so tell us what or given uh, you know in, an insight to entrepreneurs who are listening to that who are like, well, how do I get myself ready? I mean, you know, it's already here, but let me let me get ready next a year, two years. Let me get ready. Let me get solid, you know, solidified and and, and get my position so I won't be stuck in that uh, uh, recession or depression. Uh, you know, when, when it happens? Well, for one, you know, um, mentally, I've always been in a recession or I guess a, not a depressed stage, but I mean, like as far as spending money, I don't spend money. So start with that. 
Start with uh, not making other people rich. You know what I'm saying? If you get some money, don't go make somebody else rich. Keep it to yourself. I understand that um, I started my company with just $800. I've had $8,000 before. I wasn't rich. I spent that $8,000. When I had $800 and a college degree in business, I got rich. So me knowing that, that's how you can get prepared. Better educate yourself. Make better decisions. Surround yourself with the right people. Read the right books. Uh, don't go on YouTube and just scroll on some bullshit. Make sure you YouTube and, and, and pouring into your mind the things that matter. Uh, and then you'll start something that matters. Uh, I think you should go every day being better than yesterday. If you are who you were yesterday, you trash. I don't want to be around you. You know, as long as you are getting better, then anything's possible. The moment you stop getting better, then you ain't going nowhere. That's yeah. how you can or, get Or in business, if you, if you stop growing, you're dying. You know, like, you're that, dying, that. man. Even with that, right? A lot of people in business, they want to get this money, right? And when you get this money, you get this money one time. You know, you can have a customer come in and buy something from you one time, and people be so uh, 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 excited about the money, and they just count the money, and not even worry about that customer coming back. You know, and so do whatever it takes to make sure that that customer comes back. Provide the best customer service. Uh, let them know that you care about them. Mm -hmm. uh, provide more than just the product. You know what I'm saying? Get them a reason to come back and shop with you or get them a reason to tell somebody else to come back and shop with you. And don't hope that they're going to come back. Tell them. You should get a phone number, an email. And whatever business I was in, I could be selling tacos at a taco truck. Mm -hmm. If I was selling tacos at a taco truck and you came to my truck and bought some tacos, on Tuesday you'll get a text message or an email or something that's telling you, hey, it's Taco Tuesday over here again. You're going back to your Yeah, book. you know what I'm saying? You got to come back. You got to tell them to come back instead of hope that they come and back. And people don't do that. No, nah, everybody's transactional. Yeah. Everybody's transactional. They're, they're thinking about today. I've never been transactional. Now, what I hear what I hear you say is like, hey, listen, you know what? You, you live in this mindset that, you know, the rich mindset versus the wealthy mindset. The rich, you know, you can be rich today, but you can make two mistakes and be broke again tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. that what I'm, am I translating that right? It's difference between being rich and wealthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For me, again, I just... You want to be wealthy. It's the difference between having money and having money with education and knowing what to do with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just know how to use my resources and I think uh, the books I read, the great University of Houston downtown school that I went to, and the fact that I chose business to pursue my degree in. A lot of people want to do stuff and they just want to do stuff. But I actually have a business degree, so when I do stuff or something along the lines of starting a business, it's really going to work because I know what the fuck I'm doing. So Marcus, well, what, so what is your philosophy about saving? Um, so you say you don't spend money. I don't. So, so I'm thinking saving. Balling right? out of control, baby. Okay. Don't, tell me, don't spend no money. So okay. Sam, when we started She's Happy Here, remember we were talking about those Lincoln Town cars that we both had? Mm -hmm. Even after uh, everybody on my team had went and bought other cars, Audis, Range Rovers, Benzes, all type of stuff. Guess what kind of car I was in? Lincoln Town. The 2004 Lincoln Town car, brother. You know why? Because I knew that I was going somewhere. When you're going somewhere, you don't want everybody following you. Not the type of people where I come from. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you want to be going somewhere without people following you. If I pull up in a Phantom, then yeah, people go follow me. If I pull up in a Range Rover, then yeah, people go follow me. If I pull up in an in a, in a Audi to my store, people go ask for a raise. So me knowing that, it's like, well, I don't want to give that insight or give that, 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 that encouragement to do those things. So I'm going to keep this car and stay regular forever. When you think about celebrities, they look a certain way. They got a certain uh, uh, image. They, you know, hair got to be done. Nails. I don't have none of that, bro. I'm just regular. I've just been regular my whole life. So I never became somebody else. I stayed the same forever. And I think as long as you stay you, mm. you'll last longer. If you try to become something else and try to become this, this guy with all the extra whatever, you got to spend money to look that way. I don't have that, that, that image to oppose, so there you go. It's all in my bank account. Okay, well, good. So, so, so you, you save a lot of you. You can say you're thrifty? Uh, yeah. Or you say you can say you're conservative. I'm going to say, you know what I'm saying? Conservative. I, I, I might buy a shirt or something from Ross and Marshall. You know what I'm saying? I'm not at the mall hey, shopping. Hey, I'm not at my online favorite store is DJ Maxx, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, yeah. it, it, it's what's in you, not what's on you. you yeah, know what I'm saying? it's what's in you. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, so let's talk about a couple of principles. You, I would like, I would like for you to, because since you've been doing this, how long has, uh, she's happy here? 2012, man. 2012. So eight years. What other company are you a founder of? Let's uh, talk about so that. So I got, uh, she's happy here. I got whattimeisit.com. What, what is that? Whattimeisit.com. I went to China, went to this thing called uh, the Canton Fair. 
Uh, if you know anything about China and anything about fairs and expos, the Canton Fair is the longest running uh, trade show in the world. Okay. Uh, it's like everything made in China under one roof. Okay. It's like George R. Brown Convention Center times 10. Okay. And so everything that's made in China is at this event. It's like a three-week event, and you choose what weeks you want to go. And I, I, I went. I went for a lot of weeks. And I was just looking at stuff, and I, I saw watches. They had uh, some wooden watches. And I, I fell in love with it. I was like, man, I've never seen these wooden watches over there in America. Let me buy some, you know. So I uh, created a website called woodtimeisit.com, W-O-O-D, timeisit.com, and voila, you know well, what I'm wood, saying? Wood time it is. There you go. Right? You know what I'm saying? It's catchy, right? You know what I'm saying? Wood time is it. So that's sitting on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the stove right there. It's burning, you know, I'm going to bring that to life whenever I want to because I always wanted to start a business that I can market to the world. And watches is something that the world wears. So these watches will be selling for what? Uh, $30. i am not greedy, bro. That's so going to be $39, yeah, yeah. So, so the market shows that you can sell these same watches for two, $300. Uh -huh. But I'm selling my watches for whatever, a couple of dollars, because I'm from the hood. I don't need all that. You know what I'm saying? I just need a little something. You need something. the volume. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we did with hair. You know, we didn't uh, jump into the hair industry and, and sell bundles for like two, $300 a bundle each. We jumped in at just $75 a bundle, which was a big reason why we were able to take over as well. And y'all are financing now at Cheese Happy. Yes, Man, yes, that's, yes. that's a game changer. Yeah. So, like, do, do people come in and say, oh, my God, you finance? They used to. Yeah. Now they ask for it. You know, before yeah. it was uh, so shocking that nobody wanted to come in and finance. It was more like, oh, why y'all financing bundles? You got to be poor to finance bundles and all that other stuff. And so you just start seeing one or two customers. Act like, you know, hey, you know, I heard y'all finance bundles, you know what I'm saying, it's the truth, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that, and then after so long, people just coming in and financing it, because why would you want to come in and spend $500 or $300 on something, when all you got to do is spend 30 today, and go home and use that 270 for something else, something that's way more important. Just right? paid off, yeah, yeah. in 30 days, 60 days, whatever So, so the, the other companies, other than Wood Time, is, um, so I also do comedy. Okay. Comedian, uh, super hilarious, super funny. I uh, started this comedy uh, show called The Silent Comedy Show. So we got headphones. So instead of you coming to a comedy show and just walking in and listening to the jokes, you actually come in, hand your ID, and then you get a set of headphones where you actually hear the jokes from the headphones. And a lot of people were doing those silent parties and stuff like that. And that's where the idea came from. Uh, I had my first silent comedy show here at the Houston Improv, sold out. Uh, and after that sold out show, I recognized that I didn't, did not want to rent my headphones from the people that I rented my headphones from uh, because they didn't have the best customer service. You know, uh, they took a while to get to the venue. Uh, people were already there uh, by the time they got there with the headphones. You know, it was just unorganized. And so I took it upon myself and got motivated enough to fly to China and go get my own headphones. So I went, got my own uh, silent comedy headphones, got my logo on them, and, uh, and I'm pushing those as well as renting those out. Um, and then we also, uh, me and my boy Brandon Coleman here recently, um, it's March, uh, what's this, it's May. Uh, last May, Memorial Day weekend, I was in Sacramento, California. And as I was in Sacramento, California for a Memorial Day festival, uh, I was walking around with my niece, and they had this guy who had a pull-up bar where, you know, it's like pay 20 to hang for 100. Yeah, and so and I did. I paid. I saw that. I saw that in a in a, in a, a fair. Office. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm sitting. I paid the twenty. I hung for a hundred for a hundred seconds. I lost. You know what I'm saying? And I donated money twice because I lost twice. So that was an easy forty dollars, right? And so I asked the guy. I said, man. How often do people win hanging from this fucking bar? You know what I'm saying? I'm an athlete, bro. I'm physically fit. Remember, I'm the most handsomest yeah. man that ever worked. Exactly. So I hung up there and I lost. And when he told me that, uh, he goes weeks without people actually uh, uh, winning. Uh, I came back to Houston, noticed that I, I, I had never seen it mm -hmm. in Sacramento. I had never seen it in, in the state. I never seen all the festivals I go to. I've never seen this pull-up bar. And so I went and got one made. You know what I'm saying? When got one made. Uh, before I got one made, all my peers would ask me, like, Marcus, you're rich. Put me on. And I would give them that idea. I would send them the video. Hey, man, go, go create one of these. It's cash money. You can create one of these and go to Memorial Park. You can create one of these and go to any festival. You, but remember, this is the coronavirus now, too. But before that, I was giving people the idea because I felt like whoever I give the idea to, they can make cash money with it, right? Because you've seen it. You can exactly. put it anywhere. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Anywhere with those people, you can put it there. And me knowing that and I'm you, global. You don't have to put 20 You can put $10. 
ten, five, whatever. Five dollars. Me knowing that I'm a I'm a global person, you can do it here, and I can go do it in Idaho, in Iowa, in Rhode Island. So it don't matter. So I'm gonna give you ideas because I know I'm gonna fly somewhere and do it do it again. Yeah. You know? Uh, but the pull-up bar, I'm excited about that, man, because uh, all the festivals, all the, the, the expos, all the events, I get to be a vendor, pay $100, and make thousands. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And, you know, you know, people see it all, man, I can do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, do hey, it. It's, 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 it's called hang in there. Hang yeah. in there. That's right. The, the, the problem is it's not the, you know, it's not the muscles. It's the technique. No. Oh, it, 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 it spins. It's, it's the spins, spins right? Spins, yeah. So that's the problem because it's, it's, your, it's your hands. So you got to get your hands stronger, not your... I don't give a damn how strong you are, Sam. No. Ain't nobody hanging so, on there, So listen, I, I know a guy, <laughs> I saw a guy who did it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I know this guy, and, and uh, he, he works for Gringos. Yeah. Okay? He's their COO. His name is Jonathan Kim. So Jonathan, matter of fact, he raised a lot of money for, uh, what is that, uh, veterans uh, organization? Can't remember. Combined right. arms or something else? No, it's it's. Uh, I can't remember. It's, but it's a it's a veterans. It, the, the money I'm the funds go to for the veterans, veteran. right? I'm probably the proudest veteran right now. So so he raised money for these veterans, you know, by by doing a thousand pull-ups yeah. in a day. And I'm like, man, how do you do? So he said he practices it with rice. You know, he yeah, yeah. you know you, you go you, you know you, you yeah. grab the right yeah. rice and it makes your hands stronger, makes your fingers stronger and stuff. So he's like, that's what he does. That's part of his. Workout routine. I can't wait till he comes out and hangs on my bar. Tell him bring his pocketbook with him and yeah. show me, show but, me, but show me that the rice is. But right. you can't be cheating though. <laughs> the bar, you know, the bar spins. But the bar spins. That's yeah, a problem, yeah, yeah. you know. And uh, but 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 if your but if your hands and your fingers are stronger, that's where you can, you know, do it. And this, this is something else that's hold on you know, to it. A lot of people, um, even though you can get everything that you need in the world from somewhere, people aren't good at branding. Yeah. And I recognize that, uh, that, you know, the things that I learned in business school, everybody didn't learn. And an example of that is when you go to those festivals, you see the games, you know, you see the, the stuffed animals, you see all these different things, but you don't remember the name. And so the name of my bar hang in is there. Hang In There, HIT. The H is the pull-up bar. That's the logo. Yeah. Hang In There, H-I-T. And instead of just me getting money for you to hang up for 100 seconds, and I know you're going to lose. I'm going to get that money. But even the people that you're with, we got signs that they can rent out for $2 or $5 to hold up, to motivate you as you're giving us your money by hanging on the bar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's just small ways to get this money, man. You know what I'm saying? Small ways to get this money. Hey, I was good. sad when, uh, when uh, uh, 6th Street, what is that? Uh, South by Southwest. When it didn't happen, my heart was broken. I, you know how the rappers and the artists was like, no, this is my year. 2020 going to be my year. 2020 is going to be my year. I thought on 6th Street with this fucking pro You were going to go there. I was going to go platinum too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, the, yeah, you, you were going to go hang in there. You know, it, but but with this pull-up bar, you can pull up anywhere, man. Anywhere. But that's why I gave it to all my peers because yeah. I'm like, bro, it's enough concrete everywhere in the world you can put it right there at Memorial Park or anywhere and say, step right up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about it. Like, you know, when people are leaving, like, uh, like the baseball game and they go by Lucky You can be outside Minute Man. You can yeah. be outside anywhere, bro. <laughs> step right up. Step your stupid ass right up. Right you know up. Right on the street corner. <laughs> <laughs> anywhere, man. Give up the money, man. I'm, I'm here for the dollars. You know what I'm saying? So, but when the coronavirus hit, uh, I recognize again that, you know, social distancing and things like that. So that's an idea. It's still sitting there. I got my pull-up bar, man. We got the first one. Uh, now we're working on other ones to where we can mobilize right, just, have, just have a whole bunch of Lysol cans and some wipes right Bro, there. I'm, I'm giving ready. gloves. I'm giving masks, you know. And, uh, it, it, again, I'm making money already, so that's not even like a, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's there, it's a thought, and it's going to happen. So, you know, th that saying that, you know, like, hey, that's one thing I learned that you learned from um, – uh, U of H business school, you know, uh, it's, listen, it's about the idea, you know, anybody can have an idea, but if they don't put it into action, and they don't execute that, it's just a freaking idea. It matters, bro, everybody got matter. ideas, the you whole know? world got yeah. ideas. Uh, you think Starbucks was only one person's idea? No. Nah. I bet you not. No, nah. nah, everybody I bet you somebody said, coffee. you know what, man? Go bag some beans and coffee and Yeah, and I can make it a social scene, huh? You never worked. You never executed yeah, on that. No, nah, man. So yeah. I, shout out to Starbucks too, though. They worldwide. I, I love learning from brands and people that are everywhere. You know, uh, a lot of mom and pops are here locally or in their city locally. I just feel like anything you do in one city, you can do in another. That's why I know I'm going to always be rich because I'm such a team player. And remember, I don't have to be the CEO. Mm -hmm. So if I'm broke, 
And I know Sam. I can tell Sam, hey, Sam, we can put an exclusive furniture anywhere in the U.S. I want you to trust and believe that this, he's for real. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And I'm going to go somewhere where you're not at. And I'm going to expand your brand. Because I'm, I don't have to be in charge. I can be on the team and just bring my knowledge to the team as well as my experience and my money. So that's why I created this thing called the Fishbowl Experience. Which is why what is it called? The Fishbowl Experience. And what is that? It's similar to Shark Tank, uh -huh. but from my own sphere. So the, the Fishbowl Experience is an opportunity for veterans and college graduates to pitch their idea for a chance to win $50,000 towards their business plan, towards their startup, or towards their already proven business model. So if you're a mom and pop and you got one store on the south side of Houston, uh, you can come pitch your idea at the Fishbowl, the panel of other millionaires. We hear it, and all of us will make a decision on how much we want to invest in your idea. The people Basically that, just like Shark Tank. The people that invest in your idea, we on your team. But instead of you having one store on the south side of Houston, now you got one in Dallas, you got one in Louisiana, you got one in everything. That's what that panel's for. Mm. But you can't pitch unless you're a college graduate or a military veteran. And I'm, I did that on purpose because I want my community to know that that's who get the opportunities. Educated. Military is a And education is the key. That, and that's who get the opportunities. And yeah. so people want to work with those type of people. People don't want to work with the other type of people. And so if you got, uh, again, a, a mom and pop spot, boom, that's the brand. Let's say you got a brand new idea. You ain't making no money. I started my company with $800. I can do it again. So if you got a great idea... You don't need $800. You can get whatever whatever dollars, start flipping it, and start growing it. But if you got somebody that's educated like my panel, then now you got more than what you had before, and we're going to watch it grow. Now, the kicker to the fishbowl experience is that when we join your team, no matter what happens, we're still going this way. I never join a team to quit. I don't, I don't quit. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm on a team, we working. And I'm not going to ever jump into a business where if nobody can do it, I need to be able to do it. You know, so any business that I jump into, those are my mindsets. You know, I need to be able to, to do it when nobody else is doing it and know that uh, ain't no quitting us. You know what I'm saying? But the Fishbowl experience is Veterans Day weekend, uh, every Veterans Day weekend. And I did that again on purpose because in our community, they're not talking about the military as an option the way that they're supposed to. So you do it once a year? Once a year. Navy saved my life, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Saved yeah, my life. Exactly. I wouldn't be where I'm at exactly. if, I, if I didn't go to the military. I wouldn't have went to college. You know, if I didn't go to the military, I wouldn't know how big the world is if I didn't go to the military. All my homeboys gangbang. And one thing that uh, one of my, my, my petty officers told me in the military when I first got there, because he recognized that I was just a hood nigga. He was like, hey, man, um, I don't know where you're from. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, whatever guns those gangs got, this gang got bigger guns. And he was right. The military got way more bigger guns than the Crips and the Bloods, right? So I was like, I'm in the right gang. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now that I'm back home, I'm like, I'm in the right gang. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm part of the veteran network. After you stop being a Crip or a Blood, you get jailed or, or dead. You know what I'm saying? After you stop being a, a veteran for the United States Navy, you get all these lifelong benefits. Yeah. So you got to choose your gangs wisely. You know what I'm saying? And I think uh, I spent a lot of time in, in high schools talking to those students just for that reason because I know that my pathway can work. It can work again. It's it's, it's lifelong. Even even being essential. Tell right? us tell us a little bit about tell us a little bit about you talking to school high school kids or middle school kids. What are you doing? I'm, I'm talking to them about decision making. Uh, when you graduate high school, there's only a certain few decisions you can make. You can graduate high school and go to college. You can graduate high school and stop. You can graduate high school and do nothing. But you can graduate high school and go to the military. And I kind of know what happens when you do each. When you yeah. go graduate high school and go to college, uh, you get financial aid. Four or five thousand dollars, three thousand uh, dollars. You get that money, and instead of doing what you're supposed to do with the money, nobody in your house ever had the type of money before. Mm -hmm. So you're spending it on J's and rims and speakers and girls and whatever, right? And so you get stuck. And so after you get stuck, now you're stuck on campus. Now you're stuck in the hood, and you become part of that cycle. When you graduate and go get a job, uh, you might become a mall rat. You know, a mall rat is somebody that go from job to job in the mall. Uh, and you're a dollar an hour type employee. Is that what you want to become? If that's what you want to do, cool. But that's not what I wanted to become or do. Um, and then from there, you graduate and do nothing. We know what happened to them. But when I graduated and went to the military, as soon as I got out of the boot camp, I had more money than everybody in my house. I haven't been broke since. You know what I'm saying? I haven't been broke since. I had more money than everybody in my house. I left Houston, went to San Diego. My nickname in San Diego was Pop Trunk. In Houston, in the hood, everybody wanted a slab, Sam. If you get a slab, you the man. The slab got the rims, the, the pop trunk, 
that was my name in San Diego because I took the Houston culture to San Diego and the Navy was paying for it, right? So I'm in, in San Diego as a Houstonian with the Houston culture listening to screw on the beach. Why would you want to stay off in the hood in Martin Luther King or wherever else? Well, you can be in San Diego. Yeah, you're on the beach. You know what I'm saying? And so that was my mindset of always coming back home, telling my homeboys like what they, you know, telling my homeboys what they missing out on and what they should be doing or what they could be doing. And every time I come home, I would see the same people doing the same things. San Diego is such a pretty city, and so the weather is so, so pretty. I stayed there for two years. And you know, you know, Matt, when when you have when you get education and when you get some money, it broadens the horizons. I mean, you know, it's just like you know, and and you know, like it lets you like being in the, if you don't have the resources and you go to the military or you go to service or something and you know let you travel see see the whole world and you travel the whole world you go to oh, india man. you go to vietnam you go to with, with your business there yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So so let, let me ask you you go by yourself all the time my mom is flying somewhere by myself and we we um she's happy here right she's happy here we can sell anything so you can replace the word hair with any word she's happy shoes she's happy drawers she's happy chairs she's happy toothbrushes the brand is trusted, right? And so recognizing that, I saw that people were buying eyelashes for thirty dollars mm-hmm. online. Thirty dollars. Women were spending twenty-five or thirty dollars on some lashes, bro. And so I'm like, man, these lashes don't cost that much over there. So I went overseas, went to the factories, studied the industry, and actually uh, had my meetings with the owners of the factories. And I came back with she's happy lashes. So you got she's happy lashes too. Hey, Mark, let me ask you a question. Tell us, tell us what you know on your social media and everything. You got Marcus Bowers TV. Yeah. What does the TV come from? That's important, man. So um, in life, you know, again, remember I was saying that you can be somebody else, or you can be you. Mm-hmm. Uh, all my life, I've always been me. Uh, I think Marcus Bowers is something that I, I love being called. Uh-huh. I don't want you calling me another name that you know me from on social media. Uh-huh. And so that's where Marcus Bowers comes in. Like anytime I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's Marcus Bowers. It just used to be Marcus Bowers. But then I recognized that the world's changing. Everybody's going live now. You know, people are marketing themselves more. And I see a lot of people that are entrepreneurs in their mind, but not really entrepreneurs, telling other people how to become entrepreneurs. And I was like, well, I need to start talking more because I really got the juice. I really understand mm-hmm. business. I can really teach this shit. And I've been teaching it for free my whole life. And I'm seeing people getting funnels and getting rich off teaching this shit. So I'm like, well, look at me. You know what I'm saying? Look at me, man. Marcus Bowers TV. You know what I'm saying? Watch me to learn something along the way and your life should change. Should change. If it doesn't change, I need to do something different. You need to do something different. That, that's good. That's commendable. Hey, so tell me what is Mark, like a day in Marcus Bowers' life looks like when you wake up to the time you go to sleep? That's a great question. Short, short summer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I wake up. Um, I'm learning to not touch my phone as early as most. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to wake up, just kind of soak it all in, uh, plan my day out. Um, I'm always working out, always in the gym. Um, I do uh, uh, mixed martial arts, you know, because I, I don't have no security. I just, you know, if you run up, just understand, I do mixed martial arts. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, if I, if I say I, I don't want any trouble, it's not because I'm afraid. It's because I might break your arm or some shit, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, um, that, uh, I'm always reading. Uh, I listen to a lot of audio books because even though you're not on the college campus, you can still learn. And so I love learning in my car. Mm-hmm. I love learning wherever I'm at. I love learning at the gym. When I'm at the gym, I'm not listening to rap music. I'm listening to a podcast well, and I'm yeah, listening to an audio book because that's just like sitting in a, in a lecture hall at Rice University. You know, you can find the professors at Rice University uh, that they pay money to go listen to and find what books they wrote. Yeah. And instead of you going to Rice University, listen to the fucking book at the gym. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, uh, I just love getting better and then forcing the people around me to get better too. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not the one doing all the work. You know, I'm at the top of the food chain. You know, so with me being at the top of the food chain, I got to make sure the people under me, around me, above me, all around me are just as good or better than I am. Because I can't do everything. And so we always train in the team. Is building other leaders. You know, that's what that's what my life is about. My life now, my purpose in life is to build other leaders. What time do you stop like kind of working? Never. Never. Well, let's just say what time is ready. What time is time to go home? Okay, so um, I clock out mentally, probably eight ish, nine ish. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm, I'm I'm speeding to the crib. You know, trying to get home. 
Uh, I like to watch the 9 o'clock news and the 10 o'clock news. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that's important to get resources and, and get that what's going on in the world, how's your neighbor doing, you know what I'm saying, whatever that looks like from different sources. Uh, and, and I, again, I just, I'm always paying attention to different things. I try not to. I don't watch movies. You know, I don't play video games. Um, I don't hoop. You know what I'm saying? It's just a lot of things that I used to do that I don't do now. So my time is only spent getting better or making somebody else so better. So you say listening to audio books or reading books. What is a, like, you know, if you have to say, hey, these are my one, two, three books all time, what will it be? Uh, good to great. Good you to great. Your team, That's a good the whole team should read good to great. Yeah. Uh, we have the whole She's Happy uh, team read good to great. Good to great. Uh, good. Start Something That Matters. Okay. There's a book that I read coming back from China my first time. Uh, and that's a book that's by the guy that started Tom's Shoes. Okay. Uh, it's a great book. Um, and then, um, think like, uh, As a Man Thinking. As a Man Thinking. As a Man Thinking. Okay. Yeah, look it up. What is that book about? Uh, it's just making you mentally prepared for life. Okay. It's making you aware and alert of your decision making and how it affects not just you, but the people around you. And so you become a better man and start making better decisions because when you're growing up, it's all about you. Mm -hmm. When you become you, Sam, it's not about you no more. So you can't, you know, make every decision that's going to put a smile on your face because everybody might not be smiling. Might not be smiling, yeah. You know, we got a lot of things in common. One thing in common is, like, we both listen to podcasts or something motivational when we are working out. I tell that to people. People look at me like I'm crazy. No, it's, it's the best workout. I'm You're like, working out mentally and your muscles. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, best workout. Bro, I'm like, I stopped listening to music. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm like, you know, I... I listen to music maybe two times out of a hundred if I'm working out. I'm like, you know, it got to be that mode. You know what I mean? But other than that, I'm listening to motivational things. You know, I'm listening better, to man. podcasts, other people's podcasts. You know, what is, define, what is your definition of humility and how important it is? Um, it's important for humility so you don't get robbed. So you don't get robbed. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You need to be humble. You know, uh, you need to stay in your place. A lot of times people um, don't show it, don't have it, and things happen to them. You know, uh, whether it's you getting robbed of your opportunity, you know, or you getting robbed from your position, mm -hmm. or, uh, or being robbed for real. More opportunity, more opportunity because they yeah. don't want to talk to you because you some cocky, you know that type of person. Yeah. cocky and so, SOB. And so, but, 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 all my life, I've been that. You know, I've shown that. I've given that to the world. And when you do that, you don't get the influence that you deserve. Mm -hmm. You know, you just be the regular person in the back, which is what I wanted and what I created. But you also don't want to be the regular person in the back, watching everybody else with the influence lead your people in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And so you have to kind of find that, 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 that happy ground, that medium of like, do you want to shut up? And let them lead the way? Or do you want to be like, hey, man, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Go this way. You know, because everybody's louder than people like me. In my community, the business leaders don't get the praise. We don't get the likes on the ground. We don't get the influence. Uh, but, you know, the entertainers do. The athletes do. Those type of people do when I got the juice. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I've learned to... And you're the most... Handsomest guy that graduated from University of So let one one last thing I want to talk about. And first of all, I want to thank you for coming to the show and taking the time because time is something that you know is valuable more Most than important. money, right? And uh, so I appreciate you coming. Thank you for you know to make shit happen and we made shit happen today because a lot of people get a lot of value out of this and they'll learn some stuff. If everything was to be destroyed, nobody knows about Marcus Bowers all the attributions, all the achievements, but you have three things that you can share with the world, what will, it be? What will they be? Um, one, and it can be, it can be anybody, it can be your future generation, your your friends, your peers, your family, for the what like you leave to, it to? For, to, for them to, how to live life, how to remember you, how to live life and how to remember you. Um, one, uh, so I'm, I'm the first person in my family to graduate college. You know, so I'm, I'm real proud of that. And I see the difference between me and everybody else in my family tree. And if I'm telling you that that's the difference, I want the world to know that that's the difference. You know, your education matters that much. So uh, get educated, not just on a college campus. Don't graduate and stop. Uh, you have to graduate and keep going. If you graduate and stop, your ass will get left behind. You know, you got to keep going, keep reading, and keep being a better person. Um, definitely, you got to create to be great. 
And what I mean by that is, in life, uh, we go on YouTube, we go online, we press play on the different things that we press play on. But who I consider great, the Dick Gregory's, the Muhammad Ali's, all these people that's dead, if they didn't create content, we wouldn't be able to press play on their life and get this type of information. And so it's important that if you feel like you got some juice, uh, record it, um, press play, you know, upload it on YouTube, upload it on Instagram, so that way people after you can, can get that knowledge that you have. Whatever it was that made you great, share it, so that way we can have it forever and it can last forever. And then um, I guess the last thing would be choose your friends wisely. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, you, you think that you need people around you to do stuff, but you should be your best friend. You know, you don't wait on somebody else to do it. You do it. You want to see change in the world? Do it. You know, you want to start a business? Do it. You want to go to college? Do it. Don't go call somebody, hey, I think we should go to college. Uh, and nothing grinds my gears more than uh, seeing somebody uh, have a job interview and then they bring their friend with them. You know what I'm saying? Or they, or they, you know, they're hiring. Come on, come with us. You know, that type of thing. And I just think that sometimes you got to do things by yourself. And sometimes that's what greatness is. Growing silence. That's it. I like that. <laughs> Growing silence. Man, I love it, man. Thank you so much. You, you came over here. means a lot to me. means a lot to the people who are viewing it and everything. And, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for sharing the time with us. Thanks for doing this for us. Sam, man, appreciate you, man. You know, the commercials that we have that we get a chance to see on TV uh -huh. are legendary. A lot of people don't know that anybody can start a furniture company, but not the way that you have. Man. And the way that you market, the way that you built your team, the way that you built your operations, I just want to salute you, my brother. You know <laughs> Thank you, brother. I because, appreciate uh, it. Because it, it's a game changer. I, I don't see you going anywhere. I just see more and more stores opening up. And, you know, where lower prices live. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> if, if anything was legendary, legendary that's the one. Where low prices You want me to tell you, I'd share this with you. I think I've shared it with you before. Me and my brother came up with that with that slogan on an airplane from L.A. to Houston. So you know, and and, and, I'm, and I'm, I told him that day, I'm like, you know what, man, I, I, I want it to be so good that, that little kids when they're when they're with their parents, they will be saying that one day. Amen. And you know what, 20, 21 years ago, nobody, would, you know what, we never even fathomed it. <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, now I mean, you know, kids come over there, and it's, it's a dream come true, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A dream come Bro, true. Bro, I need you to say it. I need, I need a recording. I need to hear you say. <laughs> We're right here next to me. I need you to say. We're low prices. We're low prices. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, man.